welcome to another Turtle Power episode of Cineblokes. I am your host, Benjamin Baker. And I'm Caelan Burrows. And we have just come from the cinema and we have watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. We did. Yeah. It's been done. We've we seen that. It, as they say here in America. Yeah. Now, I don't think, uh, I, don't think I was with you. When you saw the last one and reviewed it, I think that was, uh, I think that was Nigel, wasn't it? Well, it was, yeah. Yeah. That's right. I almost S- forgot all about him. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, because I'm so much of a better co-host. I, well, I was just going to say he hasn't rang in a while, so, oh. yeah, um, yeah. he got a new job out there, so he's been, you know, doing, yeah. doing this farming, you know, with well, sheep. I, I like to think it's because I'm just a better co-host. Yeah, we can go there. All right, yeah. We can yeah. do that. That's fine, Caden. So let's do this, yeah. Yeah. Cine- so, Cinebloke Power. Yeah, Cinebloke Power. There you go. No, it's, that sounds a bit sounds a bit racist, actually. No. Like, Cinebloke supremacist. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. <laughs> so how it rolls off your tongue, Caden. Yeah. That's, what, that's how it felt. It felt All like right, a well, clan rally. Look, listeners, it's we'll work it out. It's not the direction I was right. trying to go. It's, it's fine. We'll figure it out. We, you know... It, Look, we're here to talk about the turtles. Yes. Yeah. So we apparently we've obviously seen the first one separately. Then that's correct. Um, I remember when I had first watched it, I did not like it. Um, I I believe when I had the discussion with Nigel, you know, I I was not kind to the film, um, and and I think there was there were more complaints than compliments. And, you know, it, well, I, I remember feeling it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, I did, you know, because when, uh, when you approached me for this gig, I listened to everything oh, you did two you? did to figure out what was going on. You did research, Caleb. Yeah, it didn't help. I was still confused, remember? Yeah, right. So, it but, took you a very long time to understand what it was we were actually doing here yeah. in the car park. But I do feel like when you guys reviewed that, that it was sort of, you were sort of middle row on it, actually. Yeah. Like, it wasn't as terrible as you thought it was going to be. And, uh, you know, you thought that the Turtles did well. Right. Like they got that aspect of it well. Yeah. And then a lot of other things were not so good. Yeah. So, yeah, so you didn't love it, but you didn't hate it. That's true. And I, I'd gone in expecting to hate it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's still, you know, it's not a film I watch all the time. Um, but I remember realising, oh, yeah, it took me a minute, but I remember shortly after that review... I remember realising, oh yeah, this film isn't made for me. You know, I'm an old bloke. I'm not five. Uh, and that's who the film's made for. It's made for kids. It's made for children. And yes, it was a part of my childhood. But they've made, you know, I've got my cartoon. I've got my old games. I've got my films that are already, you know, canon, if you will. Uh, that This movie was not made for me. Um, and so I kind of took it with a grain of salt and I, I eased up on my, my disdain. But this one actually was made for you because it, it was, was basically a live action version of the 80s cartoon it, it show. It was, yeah. So, I, I, almost, it, at one point it felt as if I was watching, you know, a featured film of the 80s cartoon. <laughs> So overall, what was your impressions of this one? Then? So you know, right from the get-go, the first thing you notice when you see this film is uh, the dynamic of the turtles has just gotten better. Um, you know, when, when you watch the first one, their their dynamic is 
by far the highlight of the film. You know, watching them interact, watching them do, you know, what they do. Everybody kind of falls into the right characters of, you know, Leonardo and Donatello and who they are as, as you know, people. And in this one, I felt like they just got right into it. And, you know, we didn't need some big introduction. We're just... They all fit very well into the film, and it's funny, and it's fun. Um, and I think, overall, my my general impression is that this was a very fun film to watch. If, you, you know, you take off your old bloke glasses, and, you know, you put on your nostalgia ones, and you just remember you're a child, it's it's honestly a very, very fun watch. Yeah. Uh, I do agree with you on that. Um, yeah, it really did. It felt like the cartoon, like you was watching the 80s cartoon, not the more recent cartoons. Right. Um, and I feel like there was even a couple of nods to like the original film, the mm-hmm. live action film. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of like uh, you know, because it's Megan Fox playing uh, Burnett. You know, April O'Neil. <laughs> Very non-April O'Neil. But the way they started her in this, she's in a blonde wig. Right. And the original uh, April O'Neil, I feel like in that in that first film, was sort of blonde. Yeah, uh, I, I think she kind of, and she had the you know the white blouse, yeah. know, blazer type thing. Yeah, yeah, so kind of give, you know, give a little nod, I feel, to yeah. that. Um, but then it turned out, no, she's still Burnett, so... <laughs> no, she's still Megan there Fox. There you go. So <laughs> she still looks more like the the, the April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Secrets of the Ewes. Because uh, you remember that? Well, I, I do remember that. And it was yeah. a stark difference. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> suddenly Very... she had dark hair. <laughs> And she was brunette. Yeah. <laughs> and looked nothing like April yeah. O'Neil. I mean, she was more attractive, that's for uh, sure. Yes, it was an upgrade there. But, but it was, you know, as a kid, you don't, you're don't, you not thinking, oh, yeah, in there, I'd like, to, <laughs> I'd like to hit that. No, as a child, you was just like, that's a different April. That's, <laughs> that's not a April different April woman O'Neil. altogether. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we're getting off track. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, luckily, luckily, she is not the center of this film. No. And that was a huge folly of the of the first one where, you know, they tried to put her front and center and she was, you know, the a main character if you will. And yeah. uh, it, oh, I created the turtles. Yeah. It, uh, it all just fell apart from that point, you know. So this one very much realizes that that was a fault of the first film and, you know, kind of sidelines her. You know, you still see her, and she does still... But she's very much a supporting cast member. The movie is not about her. It's very much about the Turtles, and I think that was the right move. Yeah. I think it was a smart move. You know, and th- so the plot is very centred around characters from the actual 80s cartoon. Yes. Um, you know, and I don't... I- I don't know if those characters are from the comic books or not, or if they originated in the cartoon. I don't know the thing. I, 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 um, I think Krang originates in the cartoon and then becomes, you know, kind of an integral part of the comic. Yeah. So, but so yeah, that's. I mean, that's what the plot centers around. So, if you're not familiar with that, you'll probably be a bit lost. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> what was this? Basically, an alien brain, yeah. with a robot body that wants to invade our dimension, gets the help from Splinter. And right, uh, yeah, no, yeah, that yeah, would be no, weird. It's not some weird Game of Thrones betrayal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> suddenly <laughs> Splinter's been a bad yeah. guy the whole time. Yeah, there's no, there's no red wedding here. It's <laughs> like Cat working for Hydra from the beginning. Yeah, no. <laughs> Splinter's been working for Krang. <laughs> Created the turtles to work for them, and it just didn't work. It didn't pan out. Oh. No, that's not the plot. Yeah, here. no. No, yeah, sorry. I don't know Shredder. where that came from. Shredder. <laughs> Thank you. Very similar names. Yeah. You know, splinters <laughs> yeah. and Shredders. They're, they're both 
Well, the, but okay, S all right. I was going to say they're both start with S, but yeah, no, you're right. They're, they're pretty close. Yeah, I start guess. with S, end with ER. Yeah, sure. That's all I need. All right. I'm very Whatever goes on in the middle, you I'm don't care. I'm a very simple man, Benjamin. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I know, Caitlin. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's that's the plot, and uh, of course, the Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. Two fan favourites from the cartoon right. make appearance in this as their actual mutated forms. Right. Um, you know, you've got characters like Baxter Stockman, mm-hmm. um, played by Tyler Perry. Yep. Surprising, by the way. Yeah. Uh, a character I did not hate, who I was expecting to. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very much not a fan of anything that Tyler Perry does. Um, and this, he really did that well. You know, oh, he wasn't given that much to do. He's not, you know, a primary character. Yeah, but no, he's only in like, you know, maybe four or five scenes. scenes but, yeah. but he does, he does well in all those scenes. Yeah, You're like, he does. Oh, I buy this guy as this sort of nerdy, yeah. brilliant scientist. Yeah, with, you know, the, the Baxter laugh. Who, who one day turns into a giant fly. <laughs> I kept waiting for that. Yeah. If you're expecting that, spoiler alert, don't happen in this Don't film. happen in this one. They set it up for a future film, but since no one went to see this one... Yeah, it's very unfortunate, actually. Probably not going to happen. This, you know, this this really is. This should have been the first attempt. Um, this this is. I feel like this is the film they maybe had wanted to make or had hoped to make, and unfortunately, I, I feel like the first one was just so divisive, and I feel like it might have left such a sour taste in everyone's mouth that now that this one has come out, people are still kind of like, oh well, you know, it's the same people. We don't want to see it again. Um, and I, I would actually say to give the film a chance, um, because it is very fun. That's the one thing that I think this film has over the other one. Aside from putting the turtles front and center, it's just a very fun film. There's not, to me, I don't feel there's any other way to describe it. I just had a good time watching yeah. the movie. You know, you don't, you don't go to see a, a Ninja Turtle film for the plot, you know. Uh, don't you? No. No, you don't. Even the ones you think you love. It, well, I could tell you this. If it turned out that Splinter was working for Krang, that would be a plot device that you would be going to see for. You know what I'm saying? Very complicated. Layers of yeah. subtext. Yeah, a bit bit much uh, for... For the kids? For, for the kids. All right. Yeah. yeah, for the children. I think that's, that's asking a bit much. Well, all right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. But I understand. You don't want them, yeah. you don't want them to think... You know, you want you want parents to be able to take their obnoxious little one or two year old. Oh well, yeah. To scream throughout the entire yeah. feature like we had at night time. Yeah. What is that all about? I don't know. <laughs> and at first, I thought, well, why was just an obnoxious kid who was just very excited about the turtle? That's what I thought too. And then I saw this woman carrying him about. Yeah. And I was no. like, no, he don't know what's going on. What's he doing here? Uh, is it is a it is a problem when you go to see a movie made for kids. Is that there's probably kids there, and that changes everything uh, with who you watch the film with. Yeah. Um. So you know, try to go in their own school. <laughs> uh. So, but yeah. Overall, uh, this was it was a much better film than the first one. Yeah. I feel, and uh. It, Really did. They just captured the spirit of the old silly cartoon turtles. Yeah, it was very, you know, and like I said, it's a lot of fun, and it it really does um, balance out the, you know, we're not going to take this too seriously. It's based off an eighties cartoon for children, 
So let's make a live-action version of an 80s cartoon for children. Yeah. Uh, and that comes across very, very well. And I think that that's an aspect of the film that um, it made me enjoy it. I, I yeah. was able to just kind of sit back and just be a kid again for a little while. Yeah. It was fun. And there was lots of funny moments. And we, yeah. We laughed out loud multiple times. Yeah, I, I did. Um, the the uh, Whoever plays Michelangelo... Uh, I'm not. I've got the cast list up here, but I don't know if it's the voice actor or if it's the physical. I don't remember how they do it because they. I know they do a lot of motion capture, and it's. I. I think they're the same, but maybe they're not. I don't think they are. They don't no. typically do that. But what's listed here is Noel Fisher. It's Michelangelo. I don't. Right. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I've no idea. Well, all right. Whoever you are voice of Michelangelo. I mean, he's standing in front of a Twilight poster, so that's not a good sign. Oh, yeah, maybe I don't like him then. Yeah. It, so, yeah, all right, well, forget that guy. Um, look, Michelangelo, <laughs> um, they really do a great job in uh, making him uh, just a highlight of the film for me. I they, He had so many great lines, and he, he honestly made me laugh out loud a number of times. And there was part of me, there was an adult in me that was like, you shouldn't be laughing at this, this is stupid. Um, but the, it was just like this uncontrollable glee that I would laugh at these stupid lines. Um, and I'm glad, I, you know, I didn't, you know, I swallowed my pride and just enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it's there's a, there's a point where, uh, maybe I won't, I don't know if you, are you going to see this? I'm asking the listeners. <laughs> I want to, you know. Uh, like they're going to answer you. Yeah. No? Alright. Um, look, there's a lot of great lines that he's got. And they, he's, he's got a number of things that just, they're very funny. And I, he was probably one of my favorites. He's not, strangely enough, he's not my favorite Ninja Turtle, but in this film, he was one of my favorite Ninja Turtles. He was very fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so shall we get on to some casting? Yeah, you know, sure. we've tackled a bit of it. We've talked, you know, Tyler Perry is, uh, as Baxter Stockton, which was a, right. you know, a delightful surprise, Yes, I feel. Uh, so they did add Casey Jones into this one. Yeah, they with did. With Stephen and Mel. Right. And honestly, like, I enjoyed his presence in the film, but I don't feel like he had enough to do. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, they, I feel like they tried to balance it out as best they could. Um, you know, they want to put the turtles front and center. They want to make them the primary person, but they also want to do a lot of this fan service where they're like, Oh, you remember Bebop and Rocksteady? Oh, you remember Baxter? Oh, you remember Shredder? Oh, do you remember Casey Jones? And they kind of all just tried to cram it in to give it as much fan service as they possibly could. And unfortunately, characters like Casey Jones suffer from that, where you don't get to see him do enough. Yeah. In fact, as far as the bad guys are concerned, you actually, Bebop and Rocksteady are most of what you see. Yeah, you know, because we do, uh, we do see the return of Shredder, uh, played by Brian T, and you know, this time around, this was much more the Shredder that you you sort of expect to see. Like he has that menace, even though you don't see him in costume really yeah. until like at the end. Um, but he still he had that presence, right? You know what I mean? And he wasn't all CGI or something silly like a giant yeah. robot, like the first yeah. one, right? You know, and I will say, uh, spoiler alert, I guess I don't feel. There was enough of him, you know, uh, yeah. even to the point where you don't really get no fight from him. He, he really doesn't. He finally at all. suits up at the end, and you're like, "Yes, this is the shredder I want to see." Yeah. And then nothing. Yeah. So, and it's it is unfortunate because you do get a, a glimpse of what the shredder should have been, and then 
that's it. It's done. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. But you know, you know, in all fairness, uh, the films have a bad track record of doing that. So, you know, the very first live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I feel like you get to see the Shredder in action, and that's fine. Right. But then, the Secret of the Ooze came out. You barely see him do anything, and then he he takes the ooze at the end and becomes Super Shredder, and you're like, yes, this is about to get real. Yeah. And then no, all he does is smash pillars and knock a dock down on himself, and that's yeah. it. You don't see him do nothing. Yeah. So yeah, look, um, I, I don't, I don't, I feel that this is a bad thing to say, but you know, the secret of the ooze isn't that great. It's not a movie that stands the test of time. Look, I love it for, I love it for the nostalgia. But it's not a good movie. Uh, all right, so <coughs> let's see what else we got. Um, of course, so yeah, Stephen Amell, Casey Jones, he did fine with the part, but yeah. you know, as we said, not not really too much for him to do. Uh, Megan Fox as April O'Neil does fine, you know. This, Whatever. It, she she's the same as she was in the first one. There's just less yeah. of her. So yeah, that which is you good. know, upgrade. Uh, Will Arnett yes comes back as Vernon right and. Uh, Knocks it out of the park just yeah. like he did in the first yeah. one. Hey, again, he's one of those those characters that's he was a supporting character in the first one. He's a supporting character in this one, and he is one of your favorite supporting characters yeah. in both. He's just very funny, and uh, he does a great job. He, he is to the human cast what Michelangelo yes. is to the turtle cast. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So absolutely, and that was one of the I think the highlights of the first one is whenever him and Michelangelo would interact. Oh, yeah, it was hilarious. great. In this, he actually has more interaction with the turtles as a whole, and right. it's very funny. Yeah, so, yeah their, their dynamic is pretty great. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, you've got... Uh, I mean, the cast who plays Bebop and Rocksteady, I don't... Sure. Stephen something... But he's isn't he a wrestler? I think he's a wrestler. He is, Seamus, right? She That's yes. his name. Stephen Farrelly is his real I don't name. Know, I don't know why I know that. I guess Seamus O'Shaughnessy is what is that's his wrestling name. I have no idea why I know that. I don't know why you know that either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I so, do. Yeah, he was. Who was he? He was Rocksteady, and then uh, you've got an actor named uh, Gary Anthony Williams who played. Oh yeah, he's. Look, if you don't know, he is. He's in everything. Yeah, it's, it's what when you see him, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that, that guy's in everything. It's that guy. Yeah, um, my man, my man. That was so. That's their catchphrase. Yeah. And I look, I was actually very excited to see them, and I, I think they did them very, very well. Um, you know, these are these are characters from the cartoon who are just, you know, they're, they're formidable foes in in a sense that they're you know they're fodder almost. Um, you know, but they're hard to put down, and they, you know, wreak havoc, and the turtles, you know, battle them all the time, and they're, you know, they, they do exactly what they're supposed to do. Yeah. They they do a good job, and they don't try to, you know, take the concept of Bebop and Rocksteady and turn them into something else. Here's looking at you, Secret of Ooze. Um, you know, they just make them, and they, you know, they're dumb, and they're loud, and they're silly, and they it's everything you'd want from Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, no, then they did... Uh, then again, those are the ones, they're the primary threat you see throughout the film. Right. You know, because Shredder, again, he's just, he's more in an, ad an administrative role. <laughs> you know, and then he's got his, he's got his executive assistant. Yeah, he's, yeah, right. Uh, the, he's the, a project manager. The female ninja, right? And then you've got Krang, who's obviously the CEO of the company. Right. Uh, who's putting pressure on Shredder to, uh, 
to get those TPS reports in or whatever. So you don't really get to see a whole lot of, of any of that. You know, it's really Bebop and Rocksteady, which I was fine with. Yeah, no, I was, was fine with too. Yeah. You know, and then you get uh, a battle with Krang at the end. I don't know who the voice uh, of Krang was. Yeah, I don't know. You um, probably wouldn't either. It was, yeah, it was all uh, CGI there. But, yeah. But it was fine. It was a fine version of Krang. You yeah. know, yeah, I, I think they did, you know, for such a weird kind of interdimensional character, um, it's, you know, they didn't even... What, what I appreciated about this film is they didn't try to do this thing where, like, you know, oh, yeah, it's got to be based in reality. No, from the get-go, the the mission on the on the villain side is to recreate a device that opens up a giant portal in the earth or in the sky that opens up to another dimension, and then he's going to bring in a giant machine yeah, that kills everything. It's not to bring in the techno drone. Yeah, it's uh, not. Which is which was brilliant, by the way. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you hear that, you're like, oh my goodness, are they going to show that? Yeah. And they did. Like, it, this film is so much fan service. Yeah. It's very much, a, a, you can tell it was made by fans this yeah. time. Yeah. And so you all these things that you'll see, and you'll just, you know, even if you're not like a, uh, a big supporter of the new turtles and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I think if you see this, you will appreciate everything that they've done. I, I think you will too. I, I honestly, I was, I, I didn't go in with as low of expectations as I had prior because I, I had read, I, I did a little bit of research on how they kind of made the first one versus how they made this one, and on the back end, there were very, there were a lot of things that happened behind the camera um, that kind of made that first one fall apart a bit. You know. It, it, you know, if you listen to the film that the actors thought they were making, and then the film that the director thought he was making, and then the film the studio made, they're all three different movies. Um, whereas this one feels like a more cohesive film that everybody is on the same page, uh, and they're all kind of making the same movie. So, yeah. Uh, lastly, we should talk about special effects because this film is all special <laughs> effects. Yes. Um, you know, and that's one of those things when you look back to those original turtle films that. The, this, the technology that they use to make those turtles look real without right. computer effects yes. is astonishing. And I, it is, yes. I don't know why they just don't do that now. It is better. one of the rare things that still holds up to this day of those movies. I, I you know, I do hold both of them in, you know, Secret of the Ooze and, and you know, the, the original. I hold them in high esteem just because that's my childhood. Those are the movies that came out for me. Yeah. But I'm willing to admit that, you know, they're not great movies. They're not at all. But the technology of, just like you said, making those turtles look and feel real and, you know, the practical effects of their suits, uh, even to this day, it's still pretty great. Yeah. And it's, I, I don't care how good they look you're never going to hold up to that yeah, with computer you, effects yeah you're just not you know and knowing that there's, yeah sure there's someone there in a motion capture suit but everything's all CG yeah you know um, but I mean it looks good um, I don't think there was as many uh, that's one thing that did not stand out in my brain is turtle fight sequences in this yeah there's not there's I mean yeah. they don't there's a scene at the, at the beginning where they're on a dump truck that they've modified which is sort of like their bus Right. You know, the van from the cartoon series. Which and is fun. It's it, fun, it's, yeah. it's a good, you know, you get to see the van in action and that's cool. they don't really do much fighting there. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a couple other sequences where everything's just real quick. Yeah. You know, they don't really do a whole lot of fighting. Yeah, they really don't. And that's I, that's one of the things I think, to me, I really enjoy about the very, very first one that came out. Is that you do get a lot of very memorable 
fight yeah. sequences in that film from the turtles. And once again, that was martial artists yeah. in those suits yeah. doing I, everything. I always remember uh, the scene where Raphael goes up to the roof and he just single-handedly just takes on the Foot Clan. Yep. Um, it's one of my favourite action sequences. I, I just love it. I think it's great. Um, and, you know, they don't do that in, in this one. You, you Honestly, if you... There's a lot of good in this film. But if one of the things you're hoping for is that they just, you know, lose their shit on a bunch of Foot Clan, uh, that's it doesn't happen. No. It's not and it, there. And I can tell you this. If I've learned one thing from this film, it's that the Foot Clan are the worst ninjas of all time. Because yes. uh, they get their butts handed to them by just about everyone, yeah. you know? Including April O'Neil. Yeah, yeah. Which, Because, like, no. Ka- Casey Jones, right, when we first introduced to him, he's a, he's a corrections officer who gets his butt handed to him by an unmutated Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. And then the next time we see him, he unloads and takes out, like, six Foot Clan. Right. And this is in, like, a span of, like, two days. Yeah. So he didn't yeah. go off and train and come back. No. And then I think Vern takes one out near the end. He does. And so does April O'Neil. Yeah. Just like, yeah. well, what? Yeah, the yeah. one April took out was, again, that's Shredder's executive assistant. Yeah, she... Yeah, not, what not a... is going on? Yeah. So, I don't know. Shredder's I... in prison for who knows how long and everything went to shit. Yeah. No training, no, you know, terrible recruits. You know, it's all bad. Um, yeah, that is that is one of the things that I, I wish this film had. If I had any major, major criticism, it, it was that. That there's no fight sequence that necessarily stands out from the film overall. Yeah, because even like, the big fight at the end was very... And I hate to say this, because uh, I don't want to put it in negatively in your brain, but it was very reminiscent of the Shredder fight from the first film. It, it is. Um, yeah, no, it, Which, it is. Uh, in case you don't remember, it was not good. Yeah, no, so, it's uh, it's a that that action sequence is just as forgettable as, as the other one. Yeah. Um, but you know, to me, I felt like there was more to enjoy about the film, and uh, you know, minus some of its fault. It's yeah, not no, again. I'm still saying it was enjoyable. I'm just saying if you're going in expecting some really awesome martial arts or ninja right, sight you're scenes, not, yeah, you're not, you're not going to get that. It. So yeah. don't expect it. Yeah. Um, Straight to the first one. had more of that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so so should we rate it? Yeah, all right. I'm gonna go it. first because I already got one. Oh, he's got one. I oh, know. All right, so I am going to give this a three point five. I'm gonna give it three point five cowabungas oh. out of five cowabungas. All right. Yeah, that's fair. I'm gonna go a bit higher on you. Oh. Actually, yeah. I'm going to give it a four. Wow. I felt very good about that is, this That one. is a strong move. Yeah. I wanted to. I really did. But part of me was just like, no, nah, you know what? 3.5 is yeah. good. I'm giving it four keys to the city out of five. That's strong. And if you don't get that, you'll have to see the movie. Yeah, and then you will, yeah see the then movie. Then you will fully understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> In fact, I think there's exactly five keys to the city there, in there this are. film. Yeah, no, there so, are only five. <laughs> and you gave four away, Caleb. Yes, I did. <laughs> All right, well, this has been the Cineblokes. I am your host, Benjamin Baker, and with me as always, Kylan Burroughs. And we will see you after the next film. Mm-hmm.